Best friends don't bully. They speak the truth and go down rabbit holes. All while loving fiercely, finding hope, and seeking truth. So join us as we talk about everything and nothing. And find the truth in the middle. Let's Let's get get into into it. didn't plan on who was gonna talk that's why you I was, said i know and i forgot that's why i was you, looking at you like go ahead and say something oh hey there you wait for me to say, something. say that hey oh hey there hey guys what's up fam fam we're doing fam now i don't know do you like that did that feel comfortable i'm just curious i'm just a genuine question <laughs> i'm gonna not answer that question <laughs> i feel uncomfortable because talking I, about me being uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. I just was, I, you've never said that before. I've never heard you say fam before. I've said fam before. Not around me. Maybe around your other friends, and that's totally okay. I like it in that other realm. But you don't like it in I this realm. I think I'm realm. a little uncomfortable with it in this realm. Just a little bit, but I'll, I'll let it marinate. I might say fam a few times more now, just, just I know you will. test it out. I know you will. This okay. is kind of like what we talked about when people say you can't kill plants. You accept that as a challenge and say, I, I will murder them. I don't do it on purpose. I think subconsciously. I think it's a subconscious no. thought. Also, that's not why anybody's you, listening to us. I don't kill a fish. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be unmurderable. Yeah. And you killed that. So that's, that's it. Anyway, you guys are not listening to us to hear any of this stuff. We had a couple of breakthroughs. And by breakthroughs, I just mean realization. And by breakthrough. Sorry. It's okay. I didn't know what Go song ahead. that was for a second. I couldn't hear you. I'm not mad. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was trying to recognize the song. That's why my face looked weird. I was like, do I know this song? I didn't feel tempted to sing, so I think I'm okay. Yeah. It's really it was a Jesus song, so I mean, like, you know. I mean, I do know Jesus, but that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I still know back Jesus. Back to the point. <laughs> I still know Jesus, everyone, so there's that. We realize, I realize, I shouldn't say we, it's I realize that Steph gets really bossy when we're about to record an episode. And she gets like very short of like... Someone's got to take charge. Go ahead, let's do this. Okay, we're going to do this right now. Stop talking, press record. <laughs> because if you don't, then we're going to talk and da 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 She gets like really, really intense and it always throws me off guard because any other time she's like, yeah, I could care less. You want to do it? We do it. If you don't, we don't. And very ambivalent. But but there's a good reason for that because we always talk before we start because I always forget what it is we're talking about. That is true. And that then true. you be telling me and I'm like, why did why did we make that a topic? And then we start in conversation and then like ten minutes later we go, Oh man, we should have hit record. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. So now I've started to be a little more proactive because, you know, the government is telling me that I'm a proactive person. So I'm trying to live up to what people think I am. When she says government, she means her job because she is a government employee, not the government as a whole telling her she's proactive. I'm a contractor. Um, I not think she's employee. a spy, but that's just my I opinion. wish I was an employee. They get better benefits. Um, and so that's, that's what she means by the government is telling her. Um, and then living up to what other people want us to live up to. That's an interesting thought. Do you do that it's all the a time? Good, no, it's a good thing, though. Okay. Like, oh, you think I'm proactive? That makes me want to be more proactive. That's fair. That's fair. Because clearly that's a good thing. I need that in other areas of my life. Like when I talk to Brittany and we're getting ready to record a podcast, let me be proactive. And before we get too far into the conversation and miss the good stuff, because you guys want to hear the good stuff. I'm just going to play devil's advocate for like 30 seconds. You always play devil's advocate. It's fine. I think that you do have great proactivity skills. That's even a word. I don't even know what it is now. It's not a word. And um, just we still weren't prepared to know who was talking first when we pressed record. <laughs> so I just, that's good. Just we didn't talk through that part. I just said, stop talking. We need to hit record. <laughs> stop talking. Press record. Okay, press record. Anyway, that is not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Steps bossiness. We're not talking about that. (laughs) We're talking about emotions. So I recently got over a cold. Oh, my God. I had to pay sick dues. So Steph and I have this dynamic in our friendship where we Vemo each other random amounts of money. Nothing significant. Normally, like, 75 cents, 
50 cents was like the going rate for a while. Yeah. And then it was like 75. Occasionally we'll do like a few dollars here and there, a few dollars more. Um, when the other person is just being utterly ridiculous and it's like, <laughs> you owe friendship dues right now for this situation that just transpired because you are doing the utmost for no reason. What is happening? Mm. Um, and then I, but I got sick recently, had a cold, and I would just like to say in a moment of full transparency, I become unhinged when I get a cold. Guys, she is the worst. Like, she is the only person who, when she was, like, literally dying, puking blood, doing all of the things, she's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'll be at work in two hours. I just need to blah 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 whatever but she's like i fully expect to be at work i i'm no issues happening this girl gets a runny nose or a sore throat it's a wrap <laughs> and she can't I do anything can't function <laughs> i become so emotionally unhinged it's a problem so it's difficult it, it is. I under, I fully understand why people don't text me when I am regular people sick. And I call it regular people sick, right? Like a cold, a flu. I understand why people don't text me back. I also understand why my parents don't answer the phone when I call them. Because I was like texting everybody, I'm feeling a little tickle in my throat. Like four days before, <laughs> it may be strep, it may be nothing, right? That's just the level of theatrics we're dealing with here. And then day two was, oh my God, I have strep. And then I didn't, it was still just a little, it was a scratch. So it went from a tickle to a scratch at this point. And then it just escalated to a full blown cold, like head congested, felt like it weighed 150 million pounds, which I did send Steph the most dramatic Marco Polo video of like my head weighs so much, but my curls are so <laughs> soft and fluffy. They weigh nothing. How is this life right now? And I played it back for myself afterwards because I couldn't remember two days later. And I was like, I, what is this? I don't remember sending this message. And I listened to it and I laughed so hard. So as a result, Steph hopped in the family group chat, which she's my parents and mm. have a group chat with Steph and I. She, we hopped in the group chat and she was like, I don't know how you all deal with her being this sick. Like how? And I was only sick for two days. <laughs> it was literally, it was three it was, days. It was, yeah. It was like I think it was days. like three or four days. But, like, the height of it was, like, two days. And it was, like, the worst. It was so bad. But, well, so I ended up there was something her. you texted me that day that made me just be, like, what is wrong with you? Was it? No, it I, wasn't. I can't do this. I can't. I don't know what it I can't remember what it was. I do remember calling my mom because we were supposed to go to a worship night that Friday that <sighs> I couldn't go to. Yo, it took me two and a half hours to get there. I apologize for being sick and not being able to go. And I was going to, like, I took off work that day because I was so sick. But I'm, I thought if I take a nap and sleep most of the day, I might feel better to be able to travel to Maryland to go. And I couldn't. Like, it, my body was like, you thought you're not going anywhere. You're staying right here in this bed for the next couple of days. And so I couldn't go. She went. She's texting me, like, a couple of times, like, all right, like, you know, if, random piece of information. And then she's like, Things oh, like, my goodness. Okay, no, the, the most important, I do remember freaking out because my thought process was you said at, like, it was, like, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. You were like, I'm going to take a nap. And yes. in my brain, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, she's going to take a nap. She's going to wake up. Because you said, I'll, t I'll text you the tickets. Mm -hmm. I'll send mm -hmm. you the tickets when I wake up from the nap. Yes. And I was like. It's very likely after you fell asleep, I realized it's very likely she will not wake up and I'm going to get there and I'm still not going to have these tickets. She doesn't mean I would die. She just meant I would have slept a very long time. I just wonder, you said I was going to take a nap at eight o'clock in the morning yeah. and I was not going to wake up. That's not dead. I'm not dying. I just, no, when I'm sick, just, I sleep. You sleep a lot. I sleep. And I was like, I need to make sure I'm not driving all that way. That's valid. With my other friends. Who also was relying on said tickets. Valid. Because Valid. it's something we've never gone to. So we don't know if they actually checked the tickets at the door valid. or not. All valid things. You know, so it's like, I'm not going to go all that way for you to not send the tickets and have them like, oh, sorry, we have to turn you away. Mm -hmm. And then I've been so angry. So then I started freaking out because I was like, she needs to freaking wake up. Why is she not awake yet? So then I wake up, I text her the tickets, but then she's there and she's like, oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> I've never seen so many people in our age demographic, like on a Friday night at a church worshiping God. This is amazing. Internally, I freaked out. Sick me freaked out. Under normal circumstances, I would have responded and said something along the lines of, so glad you're having a great time. Yes, people are age demographic who love Jesus exists. Yes, they like, yeah. I may have thumbs dubbed it. May have. May have texted back and said like, oh, that's really cool. Or something along the lines of like, yeah, I told you those people in that age demographic exist or whatever. The next day I woke up. Now, Steph and I had been texting <laughs> all day the next day. So there, it wasn't as if like she was, had not been responding to my text message. She was texting me as best as she could keep up with my erratic thoughts in my text messages on that sick Saturday. Called my mom that evening. She answers the phone and I was like, she was like, you sound awful. And I was like, remember four days ago, I told you I had a tickle. It's turned into a full blown cold. At which point my mom did the appropriate thing that my parents do. And she said, oh no. Well, hey, listen, I'm kind of busy right now. Um, I gotta go because she knew what was about to ensue. Like she knew <laughs> full blown sick Brittany was in full effect and she needed to run for cover and mm -hmm. she waited too long. And then I launched into this thing, Steph's never gonna want to be my friend anymore. And what happens if my best friend doesn't want to be my friend? And how do I make new friends? And I'm too old for that. And I have a job where people don't want to be my friend. And she's gonna be black people that are cooler than me because she went to a black church and a black worship night. And then <laughs> I went on for like five minutes. And so when I finally like stopped to take a breath, because then I couldn't breathe until like I'm blowing my nose and all this other stuff. My mom says, so you haven't talked to Steph at all since last night? No, she's texting me right now. And she did what she typically does. And she goes, I cannot deal with you right now. I'm hanging up. Take a NyQuil, take a, a Tylenol PM, take a melatonin, whatever you need to do and go to sleep. I will talk to you in a day or two because I can't do this with you right now. <laughs> and then I just started blowing up the group text for a little bit. And then I eventually fell asleep. Those are the theatrics that I get to when I get sick. It's a problem. That was also the same day that you Venmoed me $1.25. Six fees. And it just said six fees. Six fees. I had it because you threw a text and said, I don't know how you, to my parents, I don't know how you all do this. And I was like, well, but also, I guess I six fees. If I look back at our Venmo history, there's friendship dues, pain and suffering. Um, did I send pain and a, suffering or did you send pain and suffering? I sent pain of course. And suffering. Yes. Nope. I remember that. Yes. They were um, too that day. <laughs> there, there was money sent from me to you for being my friend. <laughs> um, there was a monthly subscription to your friendship service. <laughs> There's another being my friend. <laughs> I would like to say on record. You did send me something that says from saving me from death. That was in April of last year. What happened last year in April? When you came to get me from the airport in BWI. Oh, was that that? How that, much was it that for? That makes sense. $30. What day was it? April 2nd. Yep. That was when I came back. So okay. I went to Arkansas for oh my God. a conference. I did save real life that day. <laughs> And my connecting flight from Charlotte. So I flew from Arkansas to Charlotte, had a layover in Charlotte, and then had a flight from Charlotte back to BWI, and um, which is Baltimore. And my flight in Charlotte got delayed, got delayed, and then it got canceled. And it was a beautiful experience. And by beautiful, I mean I was stressed, out of my mind. So stressed. Because there were so many flights that were getting canceled. And I don't even know why. Like, there wasn't, it wasn't snowing. There wasn't any bad rainstorm. It, for whatever reason, they just couldn't fly. This was also the day that I felt most loved by Ron. Because he was like, look at Steph looking out. He knew she would be there. I don't know why that's the day that you felt most loved. But I'm <laughs> glad it existed. I just. I'm glad it yeah. existed. My dad does not remember all of my friends. He remembers you. He, uh, he knows Ariel. Ari, Ariel's family. So Ariel As doesn't he also count. Should. Yes, Ariel doesn't count because she's family. Like she and I have been friends since the third grade. We have seen each other through every season of life. Like that's, it's going to make me cry just thinking about it because like, I, I love her so much. We have been through it. We have been through it. Like awkward middle school age, weird high school rebellious age, college, marriage, kids, Marriage for me, divorce for me, almost dying. And then all the other stuff of life that happens in between there. Like she just, she's the greatest. 
She's the greatest. I love her. Shout out, Boris. Anyways, back to the story. So, like, my dad doesn't remember a lot of my friends. I don't, but he remembers you and he remembers Ariel and Alex and a few of my other friends. Like, I don't know why you would think that that was the most date, but that's fine. No, that's not what I was saying, but go ahead, continue. The flights are canceled. We want to hear about the flights being canceled and why, how I saved your life. The flights were canceled. It was chaotic. I only had, so I have medication that I have to take religiously every 12 hours. So 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And I had my 9 p.m. dosage because I needed, I had it that night to be able to take. However, they were saying the earliest that I was going to be able to fly out of Charlotte was Monday. Unless I went to D.C. And I was like, I cannot wait until Monday because it's Saturday night. And I'm supposed to take this medication twice a day, 12 hours. We can't do this. And so I went up to one of the the, um, customer service people for the flight. And I was like, I need you to get me on a flight tonight because I need to be back in D.C. tonight. I cannot wait until Monday to fly back. Um, And he was like, oh, is it because of work? No, it's not because of work. I can call out of work. That's not an issue. I take life-saving medication every 12 hours. I cannot be here in this state without it because it is not here. So I need you to find a way to get me back to Baltimore tonight. And so he was like, okay, let me look. So he looked and he was like, I can get you to DC tonight. Where were you fine? I was like, well, my car and stuff is in Baltimore. But DC and Baltimore is not too far. Inconvenient, but not too far away. So I'm like texting the group chat and I'm like freaking out. Guys, I need like, and my only thing was my medication. I didn't care that I was stranded in Charlotte. Like I know people in Charlotte. Like I didn't have an issue being stranded in Charlotte. It was like, I don't have my medication. I'm freaking out. And it's the weekend. You were freaking out. So I can't even call my doctor and say, can you send an emergency script to this location right now for me to pick it up? It was like, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm done. And so... We're like freaking out. I'm like texting stuff. Okay, like maybe if I t- if I leave here, get a train, take a train to DC, then take it or take a train to Baltimore. Like, and it just wasn't gonna work. And so the final thing was like, I was like, Steph, if I get to DC, can you pick me up from DC, drive me to Baltimore, and then I'll just come stay at your house the rest of the weekend? Because that was the plan anyway, that I was gonna get back yeah. into town and drive to your house and just stay the rest of the weekend. And she said, Yeah, I can make that work. She's like, I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to be tired. I don't know how we're going to make it through church on Sunday. But yeah, because you were serving at your church on Sunday. I I think I was serving. And I also, I think I had other stuff happening that weekend too. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to have to leave something early, Mm -hmm. but I'll make it work. And I was like, okay, um, let me see if I can get this flight. It was the last ticket. Talk about a miracle. It was the last ticket. There were 75 other people that were trying to get on that same flight. And that same ticket. And I was like, I need the ticket. And he was like, consider it done. So he got me the ticket, ran to the other side of the airport. And by run, I just mean walked at a moderate pace because I don't <laughs> run in airports. It's a whole thing. It freaks me out. So like I walked to the other side of the airport, got on the flight. You met me in DC, picked me up from the airport. We drove to I, I, Baltimore. I picked you up with French fries. You did because it's something to drink because you're like, you're you're stressed. You're going to she, need food. She gonna be stressed. She gonna be hungry. I get in the car. I need to get like, her some carbs. Sp- I need to get her some Sprite and some French fries. Carbs, <laughs> carbs. They made me so happy. Cause this gonna be a night. We drove to Baltimore. Picked up my car. Dropped me off in my car. Which that was like a whole weird thing. Cause it was like, okay, like I'm in the parking lot. You're not gonna drive in the parking garage just to like turn around and leave because you gotta pay the exit oh, and all that, that stuff. That was a whole thing. So then like you dropped me off like the side of the parking garage and I was like, all right, like I think if I walk here and then hop over this and then crawl through here and then eventually I'll get him back in the elevator. And then there was that guy that and random I was guy. like, can you not, can you make sure you don't die please? Cause this will suck. That's always the goal, not dying. That's always the goal. So then like we got in the car, drove back, went to her house and then it was like two, three o'clock in the morning by the time we got back so to her tired. house. And we had to be up at seven o'clock the next morning to be at church. <laughs> so yeah, that's where the thirty dollars for saving my life came from. Because you did save my life that day, and See, I paid you gas money. I never would have remembered that because to me, April second means nothing. <laughs> but you had a, an experience I had that an experience. weekend. <laughs> I was forever changed and marked by that. I also do not travel well alone, and for someone mm. who travels alone a lot. On these random trips, I do not travel well alone. It freaks me out. And for whatever reason, finding parking places is the thing that gives me the most anxiety. Yeah, I know. I got to talk to my okay therapist about it because I don't know why. I've, I've emoed you and said, go get some freaking chapstick. And I sent you a dollar. <laughs> is that because my brother owes me chapstick still? I don't know. And I was talking about it so much? That was January of 2021. 
I don't know. I don't know what that was. You sent me 75 cents for being a true friend. In January? Or in 2021? But my favorite, yeah. My favorite is when we first started Venmoing each other. (laughs) And I sent you 50 cents because you probably... Brittany used to ask me for 50 cents all the time. I'd be like, yo, I just got a raise. She's like, hey, can I borrow 50 cents? I'd be like, oh, my God, I just sold this thing. And she'd be like, can I can I borrow 50 cents? That's great and all, but, like, can I borrow 50 cents? So this is one of those times I was like, I'm going to actually send her 50 cents. And that's how it all started. That's how it started. Because I sent her 50 cents, and I was like, I know I'm late. My bad. Here's the thing. I don't know what my obsession is with 50 cents. I have never been anywhere two quarters and needed 50 cents and not had it. I've never been anywhere, but I do. But about once a week, you ask me for 50 cents. Do you know what's interesting, though? I tell my students when they ask, like, miss, what's a life hack or something like for college or when we graduate high school? I always tell them, make sure you have 50 cents. And they're like, why? And I'm like, for a while, it used to just be a random thing that I would say, because in my mind, I'm thinking... I'm telling you all these random life hacks all the time and you're not listening and you're asking now, the only thing I got for you at this point, because I've used all of my resources and knowledge up until this moment is you better have 50 cents. But you never know if you're going to be somewhere where you have a parking meter because some of those still exist in some like random small towns. True. A random payphone that may exist in your phone may be dead. A payphone? I've seen the. I saw one of those recently. Um <sighs> See, I was going to say, if you were older, I would think it was a payphone thing. Then you can always have at least call somebody yeah, from a payphone. I just, I, no, I just, I just keep but it. I don't think you're that old. So I'm not that old. Okay. I don't, maybe, maybe I am. I don't maybe know you are. I don't know. I don't know. Black don't crack, so maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, everybody. Anyways, emotions. <laughs> you know, we were... <laughs> We're going to talk about emotions, and we just spent a good 20 minutes talking about Venmo. We went through our Venmo descriptions. And your high state of emotions when you're sick. I am. But I have realized lately, which I don't like it, but I'm working on it still. I'm still a work in progress. I've become highly, highly sensitive. Since my transplant, I mm-hmm. don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like some biological stuff. I don't know if it's some chemistry stuff. I don't know if it happens to everybody. I don't and can't attend my post-transplant support group. And so maybe it does, it is a thing. And maybe I really should make an effort to attend that. It just makes me a little nervous too. So I haven't done that. But I just, I'm so emotional all the time. It's so sad. Like, right now, I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, I'm about to cry for all the people who feel like they can't cry. And I'm going to cry for them because people need to be able to cry. I'm a mess. This is why we need to 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 do a video so people can see your face. How did you even see my face as I'm about to cry thinking of all the people who think that, like... Or my face in my re- response to what you just said. I think they can't. But... I think emotions are such a tricky thing. And, but you were a very emotional person before, but I think there, you were, I'm learning more about myself. right I now. I think guys. you weren't as open with your emotions as Facts. you are Facts. now, Facts. like pre-transplant Brittany okay. had emotions, but you were like, I'm going to write this in my schedule. I'm going to cry next Thursday night because I'm going to have this amount of time. And that's when I'm going to, that's when I'm going to cry. You can't talk to me during that time. Cause I got to go cry about all this stuff. Like now you just be like, I'm going to feel like crying. <laughs> and sometimes, but, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even say I feel like crying. Sometimes I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden the tears just start slowly forming in my eyes and I'm like oh I have no idea why I'm crying right now and I just start so it's it's a it's a thing but you also had this moment post-transplant of like I have been given a second chance at life I do not want to waste it and that makes you emotional like thinking about it from that but I think subconsciously subconsciously I think you think about it more it's a cry now I know every time (laughs) But I think because that's not something that you can just say, I don't think about it unless I'm thinking about it. 
it's like it's a subconscious thought. And then you're thinking about all these things that you want to do. Cause I think even the transplant woke up this sense of urgency for all these desires you have in life. Right. So there's all these things you want to do that you felt like you're wasting your life away doing before. And you're like, I've been given a second chance at life. I don't want to waste it. We just got way too deep for a recording episode. And I just, emotions you said emotions i know but i didn't think we were going in this direction and this is welcome to the the unscripted life of us and our conversations people because man i did go in kind of deep that uh, was really bad. that was not as deep as i was planning on going but we're here <laughs> we're at this new level of death and so let's just build from that right like that's <laughs> i do i do i remember i think it's the subconscious of you wanting more out of your life and it's like your spirit is just randomly going tick 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 hey this is what i do think it is i think that that's part of it i think the other part is not many people get to say they face death and then come back from it and come back from it a better version of themselves Typically, like situations like that happen, like if you think of like a tragic car accident or something like that, there's there's typically some sort of life limitation in some Mm -hmm. cases that comes from that. I don't really have any life limitations other than I can't drink. Like that's like the main one. And I can't eat grapefruit anymore. And I love grapefruit and I was never a drinker. And so they're like non-factors in a Mm -hmm. sense. And so... I look at people sometimes when they're like experiencing great frustration or, or like pain or just challenges or opposition. And I really just want them to know, like you, you can get through this. I promise you, you'll get through this, but it makes me emotional thinking through it because I'm, I think to myself, I understand what that desperation is like, although different. I understand what it, what it feels like to think that there is no way forward. There's no way out of this and this is it. And so because you're here, why not be a little destructive? Because there will never be anything greater or more than this. I understand what that's like. That is a horrible thing. And so it makes me sad when people just like come and they're just like, and I'm just like, oh my God, that's so sad you're there. But just know that there's so much more beautiful. There's a much, much more beautiful life on the other side. You just got to fight through it and work through it. It doesn't help that my job is the type of job that it is where I deal with those situations sometimes three times a day. To have to like, but you also your emotions also like you do better now connecting with people's emotions before. So true. You used to they're there from the other side of the room. Let me toss you time some out. tissues. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> no. Time out. You time said, out. No, let me wait, toss you up. some hold tissues up. from the other time corner out. of the room. Time out. I I would like to step into this space and just clear my name. <laughs> I like to clear my name just a little bit. I would like to say that, yes, that is, yes, that's true. That is true. <laughs> but it was mostly with adults. I was yes. never that way with kids. No, and I, yeah, no. I will crawl on the floor with a kid. I will sit down and we will talk and we will sit in the moment of what that looks like. Um, that, yes, with adults, yes. Now I'm just like, wow. Okay, let's all sit here together. You start crying. That tear drops from your eye to sit there. Guess what? We both going to be sitting here crying together. <laughs> And I'm not going to know why, but I'm going to just cry with you. You've become a more compassionate person. Cry alone. Oh, that's true. It's the compassion. That is true. That is, that's very true. I have a more gentleness towards people. Aren't you becoming more like Jesus? Amen. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Almost killed me in the process of making me compassionate. So I'm wondering, (laughs) I'm just slightly wondering the other examples and lessons and and trials that I could have gotten that same lesson earlier, but it's fine. It's fine. We got there. I actually don't think that that's why I went through what I went through, but that's okay. No, that's okay. It's not. That's okay. But compassion. That's true. I I am more compassionate. I am a lot more gentler towards people. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember saying a lot after my transplant, when I first went back to work, uh, of just my heart's changed. And I don't know that my heart can still be in this place. You said and that a lot. That was like my every thing. day. It was every day my heart's changed. Because I, there were every day there were different examples that I was seeing as how 
my heart was more tender and it was different. And there was a certain level of shared pain that I could see with people, that I had with people. Even though our, our experiences were different, there was a certain level of like, I see that pain. I recognize pain now. I can see it differently. Um, and I would say that was, I did. I said that for like six months. I was like, my heart's different. I don't care that people are like, you look amazing. Great. Thank you. I'm glad I look amazing. Sure. Like those types of compliments don't really mean much to me, but my heart's different. My heart is changing. So let's have conversations of where my heart's at, because then maybe there's some other things that we can talk about. But I, I have, I'm, I'm emotional mess. You are. And when I'm sick, ooh, I feel like me having a cold ooh. this past time was worse than it's ever been before. I've never experienced that, Brittany. I've never experienced that, Brittany, either. And I am her. <laughs> okay. I've never experienced never. that. It was awful. It was. All because I had a stuffy nose and I, I had a cough. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. And I was like, ah, nobody wants to be my friend ever again. It was bad. Shout out to my mom for not answering my calls the second and twelfth time that I called. <laughs> we salute her. <laughs> we salute her service. But emotions are hard. Emotions are hard. I, I'm a lot more open and transparent with where I'm at and how I feel than I have ever been in my entire life. And I think that it is a blessing and it terrifies me at the same time. I feel the same way, though, about my emotions. I don't think I've ever... Mm. gave my emotions that space before that's true which is also terrifying to allow yourself to feel it is it is terrifying it is terrifying and i and i don't where i'm at now is trying to appropriately figure out the spaces that can hold that because i'm 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 like a, a toddler who's like stumbling how to walk with i now have these emotions that I'm not burying deep down inside until I can no longer do it. And then I'm just like, being a we verbalist. Love those volcanoes. <sighs> Emotional terrorists. I'm, I'm trying not to be that. I'm trying not to just emotionally damage spaces and places because I keep stuff buried down. But I also need to find that balance of not being overly sensitive and or overly emotional because I'm still not a sensitive person. And I still tell that people are just like, oh my gosh, I didn't. I, I'm, if you offend me, you will know it. There is, there's, there's no questioning. No, that. I think you're not sensitive in the fact of but my anger. Em- right. But my emotions. People associate anger with how sensitive you are. Mm. As a general you, not you. No, no, I understand. But I, like sensitivity is so much more than anger or crying. But when you ask someone, are they sensitive? Their thir- first thought is, no, I don't cry a lot. Or it's like, no, I don't get angry. That is true. I don't like anger. Anger, But like you can be sensitive to what's happening around you. That is true. Temperature checks. You can, you can test and check the temperature of the space that you're in. Can they handle it? Can they handle this? That's what I've done. I've been doing that. So I ask people sometimes. I've asked you before. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, I got a story. Uh, how, what kind of space you got for this? Because <laughs> it's times, a lot. Nine times you, out it's of a ten. lot. I got a lot of feelings right now. Listen, I just need someone to talk to you. Can you handle it? There are a handful of people that I have complete space for their stories, regardless of what I'm dealing with or what I'm going through. Like, there are just people I'm just like, I will always have space to hold what it is that you need me to hold for you. Mm-hmm. I will always have space to accommodate your feelings and what you have going on. And then there are some people where I'm always close. That's good. Not a good day today. Sorry. I'll try next week. Maybe just maybe try someone else. And then there's normal people in the middle. Then there's people in the middle where it's like, yes, maybe, maybe I can't. But there, there are a handful of people where I'm like, I will always make sure that I have space to hold what it is that you need to share and experience and walk through in that moment. You're one of those people. Now, sometimes your stories go I was waiting rip. for you to say that. I thought I that was a given. Here, like, at oh, what point is she going to tell me which God. one of these people? I thought that that was a given. <laughs> I, it was. I just want to have it on, okay. on record. Oh, you want it on the record? Yeah. For the record, in this moment, I am saying that Steph is one of those people 
that I will always have space to accommodate what it is that she needs to share at every given point in time. Oh, Brittany, thank you so much. So I knew you loved me somehow. I do. Thank you. I love you too. You're welcome. And I, it's, it's interesting. Thank you that you love me too. I love you too. It's interesting. I got caught off guard because we just had a conversation the other about day me not saying about I love, love you. and you were like, Brittany, when was the last time I told you I loved you? And I was like, I honestly. <laughs> I don't even know. And I thought Look, that it's a thing. recorded I... moment of me saying, Brittany, I love you. Of course, it was in that voice. It's fine. I'm going to play it on the loop. I'm going to find a way to turn it into a ringtone. So when you call. Oh, okay. just kidding. I'm not going to do that. That's a little excessive. But I went back when I you said that. I could make one for you. That's fine. It's not that serious. It's more when it's like, more better. It's like when it's like authentic and like organic and not like prescriptive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. But I went back through my text message when you said that. When you're just like, when was the last time I told you I loved you? And I was like, I actually, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I have friends that I say that regularly to. That's, that's on the emotion side of me though, is like, I'm not used to telling people. It's true. You I love that. Fun story. I scrolled all the way back through our, our text conversation. For real. I went back all the way to Why October. didn't you just use a little search button and look for my name? Because, hi, my name is Brittany. Have <laughs> you right? met me before? <laughs> I don't right. know how to use technology. You're right. You're right. But I, I think it was like October 2021. I think it was like right around the time I had my transplant that I got a text from you or something that was like, and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. So now if I die in this surgery, man, we good. <laughs> she said she loved me. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I told him, man, wow, he had beautiful it hair. Took two years. Two years. Yeah, no, that that. Lasted. I'm gonna I'm continue to work on that. It's, here's the thing, though, and this is what I I, I think. you're as a words person. I mean, I tell you other things that make you feel loved. That you sent me, y'all. Oh my god, y'all. Let me tell you, I just need to. I'm gonna just brag <laughs> on Steph real quick because I just need to. And she, I can't tell them to her because then she'll be like, "You're stupid. Stop telling me this." Um, because she's not a words person. I'm not a not, words person. And not a verbal appreciation person. And nope. if you haven't. Go back and listen to our episode about the love languages because you will you will hear that very clearly in that. But I was having a rough couple of weeks. Like it it was bad. It was real bad. I was I was in a spot. I was in an emotional spot where it was just not I was in a mental fog where excuse me. Nothing made sense. I was angry about everything. There was no hope. None. I was going to die in this spot, right? Of just couldn't see forward. This it was rough for everybody, even around you. It was rough. It was bad. I I, I did say because you're say. not you're not typically that person. Yes, and you became that person, and you stayed that person for a while. It was bad for a while, and it was just like, oh my god, she needs someone. My coworker Tony, we were at um, we, there was a fair at school. We were at this fair, um, and he had said like, hey, I'm gonna stop by your office on talk. And I said, listen, that's you can stop by my office, whatever. You can hang out my office, whatever. Just know that I'm just not in a positive headspace right now. So I just, I don't know what you're going <laughs> to, what you're going to get if out of it. If you need advice or you need encouragement, you may want to go seek that elsewhere <laughs> because it will not be me at this point. And he, his response was, he said, wow. He said, I don't know that this is going to work then because I can't come talk to you. you. Somebody has to be positive and that's your role in our dynamic. And if you're not there, <laughs> what is happening? I was like, listen, I don't know. I mean, I could try to fake it till I make it. I'm just letting you know. At this moment where I'm at and in this phase, like, it's probably not going to be able to happen. Um, it was it was bad. But I realized in that moment when I articulated that, I was like, I got to fix something. Because that's not most that's of the not time. not you. Not me You're at not all. the person that's no. like, I can't be that for and you. And saying that, I was like, this is a problem. I need to fix it. So I scheduled a moment with my a session with my therapist and got self-regulated. Ooh, we love your therapist. We love a Cindy. We love Cindy. And got regulated and I was okay. But Steph mailed me this little... It's a little book and it says like, what does it say? 52 reasons why we're friends or something like that. Yeah. Why you're my best friend. Yeah. That's why you're my best friend. And I literally, I went out, I was going out of town when she was met for me to have it before I went out of town and then it got delivered while I was out of town. The The next day. And so I was like, okay, well I'm not here. But when I got back, I needed the words. Um, of encouragement because I was also just still in a weird spot when I came back from t- being out of town. And um, good thing they can't <laughs> see my face right now. <laughs> I needed the words when I came back and I sat there and I just like read and it was like 52. I think it was 52. Yeah. It was like 52 things and like some of them were serious and some of them were funny. It's like a little book of like you fill in the blank. Yes. It gives you a prompt of like and then you can fill in the blank. Y'all. When I say I cried, 
I wept reading these things. And then like for the funny ones, I was like crying and laughing at the same time. Because I was like, this is what I needed to fill my work up. And right now it's sitting on the mantle right underneath my TV for me to look at whenever I just need a little pick-me-up. So like get y'all best friend that, that does that when they know that you're in a rut and you need to pull yourself up out of it. But then you called me. And that was funny because you were like, I'm crying. I just got what you sent me. And I was like, what I send you? <laughs> <laughs> remember that? I was like, I don't even remember you were just saying, like, what are you talking what about? Are you talking about? I, so I thought that was like part of the play. I was like, oh, you don't remember? Let me tell you. And she was like, oh, no, yeah, I did send that to you. Oh, that was not part of the thing at all. You really <laughs> forgot. Okay, that's cool. Nope, that's yeah, cool. no, I really forgot. I sent it. But emotions, emotions are tricky. I'm trying to... I have increased the amount of times I'm seeing my therapist currently. Why I struggle in this land of over emotion, like not being familiar with just having them riding the wave of my emotion. All I even said that to emotions. a friend. Like, we were not seeing eye to eye on some things. And, and I was like, listen, I just need to ride the wave of this emotion right now. And my feelings are hurt and I just need to ride this. And it wasn't because like I was intent on like, um, replay. I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now. But like playing it over and over in my mind and just like living in that space and just wanting to like, what is it? Repeating it. Thank you. Repeating it over. That's not the word I was looking for, but we'll take it. Repeating it over and over again. Five points for me. Yes. (laughs) Repeating it over and over again. It was like, I really needed to do that because I'm so used to, and we talked about recently, we've been talking a lot about like trauma of like things that I've experienced that I didn't know were traumatic experiences. That you didn't categorize as traumatic. I didn't. I categorized them as things that happened. And I moved forward. And so lately, I've been more so tapping into the fact of like, this is a traumatic experience. And it it shapes how I view certain spaces and certain relationships and certain things and certain feelings. And I need to sit in that. And not sit in it as like a, a self-pity, woe is me. Oh my gosh, it's happened to me. Uh, doom and gloom. But in a way of like... Doom and gloom. Sorry, I don't know why I did that voice. <laughs> in a way of like, this happened... Why are we sad? Yeah. And truly grieving it. Like there was a level of grieving. Like allowing yourself to feel it, feeling yes. it, asking yourself, yes. why do I feel this? Yes. Like it, it, there has to be a processing through that. And so lately I've been in that and been doing that. And, you know, I go to my therapist and I'm just, you know, like, hey, I had this new breakthrough. And she's sitting there and she's just like, I really thought we've already established that. That, but and I go, I don't know, we did, Cindy. However, and I feel the same way. I need time to process those things. It. We, like, it's it's talked about, but then I'm like, okay, like maybe I don't know. And then I, I'm a slow processor. Like we talked about it when we did the transplant episode. Mm-hmm. Like I am slow. I'm a slow processor. I have to process through it. And so lately, what I've been trying to stop myself from doing is like when I feel emotions that are big, or when I feel emotions that, as I like to say sometimes, like cannot be housed in this space that are just too large for this environment, I have to sit with that and not just push it to the side. Because if I push it to the side, I'm never going to process it. And then six months later, I'm going to be right back at the same spot. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, no, it's too big for this space. How do we break it down in smaller pieces? How do I ride the wave of this emotions to get to the next spot? Because I got to let it go. I can't just be like, we're going to stuff it right back down inside of there and just hope it never comes back up again. It's going to come up. It's going to come up ugly and big and bad. Just had way too many pictures in my head of that. I'm um, sure. I gave you a lot of visuals. Thank you. You're welcome. You did. I'm glad I could be of service today. Anyways. It's my honor to serve in this way. Good job. Yeah. So you you feel the emotions. I feel the emotions. You figure out why you feel the emotions. Yeah. You allow yourself to feel the emotions, and then you move on from the emotions. Then I move on. Good job. Or do what I need to do with it. Yes. For me, the final step and like the final capping of emotions for me that I found lately and it's, it's been this way forever. I just didn't realize it until recently is I need to write about it. And so once I'm like, whoa, big feeling. Okay, let's break it down into pieces. Mm. How has this shown up in other seasons or rhythms of my life? If it needs to be corrected, correct it. If it can stay, then allow it to stay. Debriefing with my therapist at the end. This one, my therapist is more like a consultant. So I'm just like, hey, hey, just check it in. So like this happened. This is what I did. Was this okay? Or should I have done it differently? And she's like, no, that was fine. Cool. So let's roll play through another couple of the scenarios, too, that might be on the horizon. Like, how would I handle this situation or different things like that? And then once I'm at a place of, like, okay, I've processed through it. I've talked through it. I've made sure it's coming from a healthy, healthy place. I've made sure that my processing is healthy and appropriate. And I let it sit for a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, let's, let's write about it. And then when I write about it, that's, like, the final stage 
of like the therapeutic catharsis for me of just like, and now we've released it completely. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's, that's, I'm glad that that's a rhythm that I've established. Probably okay. should have established it a couple years ago, but I did yeah. not. Yeah. It's fine. We got there. So reluctantly graceful. That's the blog, reluctantly graceful. Get to it. That's the brand. That's the brand. That's the brand. But that's also the blog. That is, it is the blog. It's the blog. It's the brand. It does all of the things. It does all the things. It does all the things. So if you want to know her emotions, read the book. Shameless read plug. The, reluctantly graceful. Check out the blog. Check out the blog. I was going to say you're listening to the podcast, but you're <laughs> listening to the podcast. You to are get listening the to shameless, the podcast. The shameless plug to the, the blog. And so there's that. But I would, I would say like there's, the purpose of my blog has always been to be encouraging to people who may also have similar feelings or be walking through similar like seasons of life, but don't have the words, but also to be encouraging of like, there is hope always. Hope never dies. Even when you think it dies. Even when you think it has, it never dies. It, it is always there. There is always something that God is doing in the background, even when it feels like he is not. Like that, I recently, I recently just did this. My therapist challenged me with the the trauma that is my transplant, mm-hmm. and because um, that, you know, that was a trauma, and I'm going to continue to say that occasionally because I need to continue to remind myself because I will forget. She challenged me to do some things to like kind of reframe that experience and to really just to to journey through the weight of what that was, but in a healthy way and not sitting there like, oh, I remember this time I was in the hospital. I remember this time I was. They put me in a medically induced coma. I remember this time that da, 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 da. Like, instead of doing all that stuff, she's like, let's walk through it. So how can you do that? And I thought about it and I was like, I've kept 95% of my hospital bands. And then she asked me why. I don't know. Just felt like a waste to throw it in the trash. I don't know. Like, I just. You paid a lot of money for them. I paid a bands. lot. They were expensive. Highmark paid a lot for them. And so I just figured we got to keep them. There's a memento or something. So I usually, always just used to slide them off and just put them in this bowl. It was the last time you visited. I remember the bull. For the last few years, I've seen that bull. And they've just been accumulating. And then, because it was always in a, a focal point of my house. Yes. And um, the last time you came down to visit, I was like, we're going to do something with this. We're going to do it. We're going to frame it. And then I hated what it looked like. And then they, they started falling <laughs> off. So I, I knew it. you were going to hate it, though. I was like, she's going to change this. I appreciate it. I appreciate you letting me hate it, do it and hate it, and then come up with something calmer. Because it's so much calmer. But recently, like last weekend, I just was like coming out of my funk and just working through some stuff. And I was like, we're going to redo this. So I redid it. And I really framed all of my hospital bands with the words that say miracles still happening. Because when you look at them, it's probably like 30 of them that are just all clustered in the center of this, um, this picture frame. But in all of those, if you looked at them individually, you'd be like, wow, she's in the hospital for a week at this time, a week here. There's all these dates are starting to pile on top of each other. These are like back to back. It looks like there is no hope in this moment and this is rapidly coming to an end. But there was hope. There's always hope. Miracles are always happening. And sometimes they happen behind the scenes and we can't even see them and don't even know what's happening. But know that God's never going to leave us hanging. He's never. He's never going to leave you hanging. Go ahead. Keep on preaching. It's not going to you hanging. So- I'll just sit here and watch you while you preach. Go for it. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's all I I'll got, do what so. I did in that other episode. Amen. Yes, girl, speak. <laughs> uh-huh. Go on now. You got this. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to be wearing my hanky. <laughs> not the hanky. Not the hanky. Are you 80? <laughs> what? <laughs> the hanky. But, Look, it, but it's true, though. Let my grandma come out. Amen. We're going we gonna to leave space for her. Even grandmas can learn from this. They'd be like, yes, Lord. God doesn't, though. He never leaves us. He, he really doesn't. He really, it feels like it sometimes. Sometimes it'd be like, no. You ain't got to tell me that. Hey, so like, just curious. Like, did you forget about your servant? <laughs> hey, it's me. Hey, we're still here. We're still waiting. You're going to show up. You're going to do something. No, you're not. Okay. But I recently started reframing. Obviously, like, you know, when I go to like a regular doctor. Like a normal people doctor, just, you know, not like the 12 million specialists that I still see occasionally. And so when I go there, it's like, oh my gosh, they're looking through my chart and they're just like, how did all this stuff happen to you? And for a while, I used to say bad luck. I don't know, just bad luck. See, and just you never told draw. me the bad luck thing. A of course, time, I never really had to ask you. 
A few times I would say that because I'm, I'm not going to sit here in this space where I'm coming to you for a specific reason and you're looking mm-hmm. at my medical chart and you're just like, dang, girl, mm-hmm. you've been through it. What happened? I don't. The best thing that you're going to be able to understand at this point is bad luck because I don't know why you thought it was appropriate to ask that question to begin with. So I'm going to break it down to the simplest level of reasoning and understanding for you. But now you have more emotions and you have more compassion. I have more emotions. I have more compassion. And I have more. I'm using those as an opportunity of just like. You know what, God, I guess God just wanted to show people miracles still exist. Like that that has been my phrase lately. God yeah. just wanted to show off. Because let me tell you, homie waited to the last possible minute. <laughs> he was like, and now I'm gonna come through. I got you. I ain't forget about you. I mean, like, th- that's that's God though. That is God. Like, even that if is. you look in the Bible, it's full of them types of stories. Jesus. Look, two hundred two thousand years from now, they could be there could be writing about you. As one of Jesus' faithful servants? Yeah. Just in general, like not adding to the Bible? No. Okay, I just needed to clarify that because you were making it seem like they were going to add to the Bible. No, I just feel like, you know, there's been times in history, you know, we went to college together. Y'all, you didn't ever have to write a paper on someone who did something. It was like, okay, they ain't in the Bible, but like they had, you had to, you didn't take a single missions class, did you? I didn't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. I'm sitting here. I'm thinking. I, I can no. remember back to to I Bradney's. Bar- I barely passed. I took a missions class with Bradney, and we just had to write a paper about like someone who made an impact. Mm. I, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Yeah, no, I've never. I it's just in my brain. I'm like, someone could be writing about you. Who knows? I'm undeserving. I'm going I'm to I'm just say that. And someone could. Someone will be writing about you. Hey. Back to the topic. I, <laughs> I don't understand why we both just started dancing. I don't either. But that has been the theme for the weekend. That has been the theme. Um, but yeah, God, he doesn't. He really doesn't. So in the space of a lot, I also feel like in some capacity, not... It, not paying attention to our feelings does a disservice to the creator of who created us with these feelings. Yeah, see, we've both been on the other. We've both yeah. been on both sides of it, honestly. Yeah. Like, there's there's too many. I mean, there's never too many emotions. But you need to be selective about who can carry that emotion with you. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, just ignoring your emotions completely. It's not healthy. It is not It healthy makes your skin break out. Your hair, your hair starts to thin. You got stomach issues. It does a lot because you're Baby, to there's bitter. a reason you stress. There's a reason. There is. It's because you got them emotions. You got to let them out cathartically. It's actually like a scientific, scientifically proven that people who don't deal with their emotions or deal with their trauma mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, it goes directly to your digestive tract. Oh, yeah. Whereas like most people who have... IBS, gastrointestinal issues, all that kind of stuff is because there was some trauma that they never dealt with. For IBS and yes, that is true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But that's what I'm saying is like when you I was not deal... trying to debunk what you were saying. I realized it sounded like I was getting ready to debunk it. Yeah. I, I was like I uh, wasn't. I, I heard that back uh, and I said, okay. No, no, no. I was just saying no, that is true. I was like, thinking through a people I know that had an IBS that had walked through some intensive therapy experience or different things like that and yeah. got healing from some things they didn't even realize they were suppressing and then bam well that's fine. a thing like even doctors know like doctors know that now and so that's why they ask you mm-hmm. have you been stressed recently yeah what have you been going through like because when you when you don't allow that emotion to come out and you don't allow those feelings to come out it, you're bottling it all up inside and then it's leading to just your body getting sick mm-hmm. because it's gonna bring sickness on you it's messing with everything. So experience your emotions. Feel them. Free your stomach and your gut issues up. Yeah. Eat all the cheese you want to eat. Eat all the dairy. All the fried food. Most people who have IBS can't eat cheese and, and dairy and fried food, you know? I do know. You do know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my god! You know, I'm sorry. I just, I, I wasn't saying. There's this. a reason that I know about all these things. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's why when you said, "Yeah, people with IBS," that I know. Okay. Yep. 
I was not. I was thinking of a very specific person that was not you, actually. <laughs> Somebody from college. I'm also from college. That you would not have. <laughs> oh, God. No, I, but, like, that's a thing. I wasn't thinking of you, and I'm not going to say their name because that's not appropriate. No, that's good. But you you know, shouldn't say their name. I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But yeah, but I just you know it's it. I think that's a thing that a lot of people don't look at. Like, oh, I agree, I agree. It's just it's sad in a sense because there are so many things that doctors are out here trying to treat people with pills that it's like if we could if y'all just went to freaking therapy instead. Go to therapy. If you had a good friend that you could trust to hold your emotions. Find like, that safe space. Because we both, there's no way. We don't wait for Cindy and Joanne. I can't. Like, I'll be telling you something, and I'm like, I'm going to talk to Joanne about this, but I can't wait. So we're going to have a conversation. Are you ready? Shout out to Geraldine, Can man. you handle this? Shout out to Geraldine. Why? I look forward to the day that you call someone in my life the same name that they actually go by. Okay. That everybody else in the world goes by. I. You never. Can I just share a story? Go for it. Share a story? Never. Okay, then I won't. Just kidding. I don't have this type of self control. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know when it came into play that I started to nickname everybody the way that I do. I cannot. Everybody in my life is nicknamed something different by you. I cannot find the origin. I call my mom. My mom's name is, her full name is Frances. Everyone calls her Fran. Yes. After I had brain surgery, for whatever reason. For listeners, how long ago did you have brain surgery? Just, uh, over 10 years ago. Okay, continue with your story. Maybe like 12 years ago. Um, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast, but maybe we haven't, but it's okay. I had brain surgery, and I had a liver transplant, and I'm basically just a rebuilt person. So when they say that Jesus will build you in his image, they really mean it, because <laughs> homie has been sculpting me. <laughs> For the past 15 years. And anyway, so um, after I had brain surgery, for whatever reason, and maybe it was the painkillers because I was on some pretty heavy narcotic painkillers. Maybe it was just the fact that my brain had been changed. I really don't know what it was. But I started calling that woman Frey Frey on purpose. (laughs) And it got to the point one day where she said, you need to stop calling me that. I will not answer you in in the store. And I was like, cool. And I would get into the store and I'd be like, Frey Frey, come and find me. And, um, and then she'd be like, Brittany, if you don't stop playing around with me. And I'd be like, okay, so I guess you're going to answer to it. And then I just dropped it from Frey Frey and I just called her friend. She is my mom. And I do call her mom. I will say, I need to say that. I do. I actually was thinking in the beginning of the episode, you keep saying mom, my mom, my I, mom. And I'm going, wow, I don't think I've ever called. I don't think you've ever called Fran my mom so much as in this episode. I do call her mom. I call her and I'll be like, mom, let me tell you, right? She's mom. It is easier, though, I find when I'm talking to my friends to say Fran instead of mom because they refer to her as Fran. And it's just easier because there have been times where I've said mom, like, like, oh, yeah, I was talking to my mom and, da, 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 and people are just like, my mom? Why would I be talking to your mom about my life? Anyway, different intelligence levels and different speeds for different people. So I started calling her Fran. And, but then after a while, like, I just started nicknaming people. My older brother had a girlfriend. Mm. He told me her name. I misheard her name. I thought her name was something different than what he said. And I started calling her Luminescent because I thought that was that girl's name based off of what he said. He then went and corrected me a couple weeks later when I approached her and said, hey, Luminescent, how are you? And he looked at me and was like, what the heck? (laughs) Except he wasn't saying heck. And I was like, ain't that her name? He was like, no. So he told me what her name was. I'm not going to say her name to be respectful. So now I just started calling her Lumi. And that was his nickname. So whenever I would talk about her, never to her face when I would talk about her and not disrespectful, I was just like, oh, yeah, you and Lumi going out. You and Lumi hanging out, which I'm doing for Christmas, Saturday, third, whatever. Started saying it so many times. My dad ran into her a year ago, a year ago, and was telling us about it. He was like, yeah, I saw uh, TJ's ex-girl Lumi at the store. <laughs> My mom got so mad. She said... <laughs> Ron, tell me you did not call that girl Lumi. He was like, I did, and she answered, which made me happy. 
<laughs> I've never said that to that girl, but you answered to that. And so I guess that's your new name now. That's what you go by. And he was like, isn't that her name? So my mom was like, no, it's not her name. This is what her name was. And he said, well, then why does Brittany call her Lumi? And <laughs> Fran said, because she's ignorant, which is valid. That is a valid description of me at that moment. But, but I just do it all the time. Like, I just change people's you names do. without even thinking through it. Half the time, it's because I think that's the name that you told me. And there's too many names to keep up with. And then sometimes I do it to be able to remember who that person is because I know it is drastically opposite than their regular name. Geraldine is very drastically opposite. Geraldine is different. And I, for some reason, I thought when you first told me your therapist's name, I thought her name was Geraldine. Because Geraldine and Joanne sound very I similar. I did not hear Joanne. I'm going to be honest. And then you started telling me, and I was like, all right, so now when she says Joanne. But I think at one point recently I said, hey, you should go talk to Joanne about that. You, Yeah, I think one time you, you said you should go talk it. to Joanne. And I was like, oh, my God, she called her Joanne. Normally the How nickname. How do we handle this? I don't know what to do in this moment. I got to talk to Joanne about the no. fact that you called her by her name. Because <laughs> she knows who you are. <laughs> Normally I do when people are in a probationary period with me, though. Like, you you have to – I, I, I got to – if, especially when you're in other people's lives, I got to give you a nickname until I know that you're hanging around. Because at that point, if I know your name and you do something egregious that we may have to have words about in my defense of somebody, I, I, I can't then hang on to it because then I'm going to mark that name forever. And like, yeah. anybody that has that name forever, I'm going to be like, I remember this person. Da, 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 da. So I'm just like, let's go call you a nickname. You make it past the probation review, cool, get your real name. I'm still in therapy, yo. <laughs> Thank God. But, okay. We didn't have to do all of that, but okay. Um, um, but I think... <laughs> I nickname a lot of people in people's lives, though. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. I know it's a thing. For people in my life, it's a term of love and endearment. It really is. It, like, I, if I'm nicknaming you, it's because I love you and you're in my life forever. Brittany, what's my nickname? Peach. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, but that's not that's not really like a nickname. You don't ever call me Peach. I'm just in your call, phone. I don't always ever call people those names. It's just how you're you're cataloged in my phone. And sometimes yeah. I, sometimes I do. Like okay, Ariel. No, I, you've I, never I use, called me Peach in my life. I use Ariel's nickname, but that would also be very weird, be very uncomfortable and awkward, yes. right? But that is yes. that is what it is. What you call me Octopus in your phone, or mm-hmm. Octa? What is it? It's Brittany Octa what? Octu. That's it. Okay. What is that? I don't remember. I mean, it's the came. It originated from the same place that Peach originated from. So whatever that story is <laughs> from the college archives, is. I don't know. Ar- Ariel has a nickname. So <laughs> I'm not going to tell the story because I didn't ask her permission to tell the story. But we call each other Boris. And her kids refer to me as like, sometimes they're like, oh, you should tell Boris this. And she'd be like, yeah, my kids say tell Boris this so I'm telling you this like we refer to each other as Boris when we write each mm-hmm. other cards and stuff it's Boris mm-hmm. and we've been calling each other that one and all since we were in high school I do remember you saying like that's that. just that's just our thing anyways emotions we're an hour in here so. she goes being bossy again <laughs> I guess she's done spending time did with you y'all not, did you not see my face when you were like I'm gonna tell you this story I was like oh my god another story I know I'm, I tell stories like my dad you do I do. And I Nothing to, against Ron. I love Ron's stories. But I listen. Like, I used to hate and Ron's I love, stories. I love your stories, too. It's fine. You don't. It's okay. Just, I don't know how much our listeners want to listen to stories about our lives that have nothing to do with the topic that we put on the title that we're talking about. In the, in the, in the spirit of trying to win this argument, they only want to hear these stories. <laughs> they want to hear nothing else. <laughs> but that's actually not realistic, so I'm done being ridiculous. So anyway... Yo, tell us what you want. Next <laughs> month. <laughs> Please. We don't, we don't, don't tell us in real life and don't tell just one of us. Send it to like our Instagram. Put it put it on the Instagram. So that so that we know because I I don't always trust that Bernie's telling me the truth. When she'd be like, My coworker is listening and they said they love this. <laughs> They do and they do. I'm but not I mean, lying. like everybody loves a good Brady story. That's true. But also, this podcast isn't called Brady Stories. We make another podcast for that if you want. So we're now saying that this is our podcast. Oh no, this is a hundred percent. Is your that what podcast. we're doing? I'm, I'm trying to get you to agree to the fact that this is our podcast. This podcast is secretly all about you. It's I'm not. only here to get you to start talking. That's not true. <laughs> And then once you start talking, you talk the gold. I'm just the 
I'm like the little, you're the fire. You're like the, I'm like the match that lights the fire to get it. No one wants a match. They want the fire. So they can't have one without the other. You need both. But people love to talk about the fire. They don't talk about the match. You're the fire on the match. I'm here just to get you lit up and get you started. Guys, right now, my goal, I just, I'm going to be honest, transparent moment, vulnerability moment. We could cut all that if you want to. I don't care. No, I actually enjoy the fact of it being in there. Of course you do. Vulnerability moment. I just really want Steph to say that this is our podcast. Um, And I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I'm okay with that. Totally okay with that. That's all for today. Like... Oh, how we never no, we, okay, we'll like, end it here. We no, have no, never no, like we'll we'll pick up from here. I'll tell them to pick the keep this part. We have never ended an episode by saying that's all for today. We are not going to do that, however now. However, <laughs> no. what is your aiming and goodbye for right now? Emotions. Find find people that you can trust um to not only hold your emotions but ask you to share those emotions because I am not a share until I'm asked. It is something that I'm also working on therapy that, but sometimes you need that person who's going to say, how do you feel about this? That's true. So that you can take that moment to actually figure out how you feel about it. Um, But I think having somebody, at least one person in your life that, it is important to have someone in your life that you can share your raw, honest, open emotions with and not fear and not have any fear associated with that. Amen. That's your amen. What's your goodbye? (laughs) I don't know why I inhaled that laugh. I felt like in that moment we had laughed too much and I didn't want to laugh and I almost choked. So my goodbye, I'm just going to say ciao. Okay. I don't know. I I will say we've been in a weird mood this entire time that we've been together right before we record this episode. So I accept the challenge. (laughs) I accept that. Challenge. (laughs) I accept that. Y'all, this is why we can't do this is why we should do video. Right here, they can't see none of that. But also we could make that a I'll talk about that later. What's what is your amen and goodbye? My amen is allowing like it is okay to allow yourself to feel the emotions that you have it is not okay to own them and to allow them to identify you and so I would encourage our listeners as I'm also encouraging myself to feel my emotions to ride the wave of what they have but not allowing them to consume me and my identity that I become them nobody wants to be the sad person all the time or the angry amen what's your goodbye my goodbye I'm saying goodbye to the toxic cycle of bottling feelings up forever. That is what I'm saying goodbye to. So bye. Bye.